Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support the show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. This will also be our second last, I think, I think second last episode of the year because we'll do another one next week. Hopefully we'll do the game of the year stuff next week. So I'll have to coordinate that with Trevor, Julian, Sebi also kind of announced the winner of last year's predictions. And also, you know, based on that, the winner will be able to choose the loser or the person that has the least correct predictions, the, the game that they need to play and stream. So it'll be really fun. You just need to coordinate either that will be happening next week or early January. But in my case, I will be traveling back home for a little bit next week. So I'm pretty excited about that. So because of that, I'll probably not be able to kind of do any of my, I, I might do a couple of stuff on Instagram and stuff here and there, but I won't be able to put up a lot of YouTube videos. I'm going to try to make sure that there's a couple of YouTube videos that will go live um, along the, the whole time when I'm away. So I think a video should go live sometime, maybe end of this week as well, maybe next week and then a couple the week after or so, so that this stuff still coming out for all of you to kind of enjoy. But that's, you know, besides the point, the main thing is that this will be the second last one. We have another one next week and then we'll have some game of the year discussions, hopefully next week itself. Talking about game of the year, all that stuff, the game awards just happened yesterday. Um, I guess what I'll do is I'll start off with the game awards, the winners or the main kind of things that we took away from it. Uh, and then I'll kind of talk about some of the, the you know, announcements and all of that, because I, I think that's kind of a big reason why many people even watch the Game Awards to begin with. So going to, you know, obviously top of the top game of the year, Elden Ring is game of the year at the Game Awards, which I kind of predicted as well. I It feels that, you know, Elden Ring has just grabbed a lot of people's attention, especially people that don't necessarily play video games. Um, it just seems like one of those games that it's kind of like Breath of the Wild, right? If it grabs people, people's attention that are outside of gaming, it's a game that, you know, is doing something right. It's being, it's just able to kind of involve more, more people in its world and its, uh, capture, get them enamored with the whole idea of playing the game. And I think that's what Elden Ring did. You know, Elden Ring is a very tough game. But for people that don't necessarily like tough games, Elden Ring was that stepping stone into that kind of genre of sorts. Um, even when I was going, I was kind of doing the whole trophy thing to get uh, the platinum trophy for Elden Ring. So I was going through some of the trophies that I, I just had to get. And I was seeing the trophy completion rate for a bunch of them, especially bosses that were towards the end. And like a lot of them had like 30 to 40 percent completion rate and this is a game that has sold around 17 million in total so obviously that's i'm looking mainly on playstation so uh usually it'll be more than half that are on playstation just because of the the way the market is spread but let's just go with even half so let's say eight or nine million people are playing on playstation so basically what those trophies are showing that around four and a half million out of those nine people nine million people reached to one of the end bosses 
you know, like for a lot of people that don't know, that's not the case for many games. For many games, people usually start the game, get till midway, um, if even midway, and not many people get till the end. If you look at the completion rate for a lot of video games in general. So the fact that Elder Ring, a game that is this tough, and I struggle quite a bit as well. I just finished it just a, a little while back. Um, you know, I... I'm surprised people even got that far into the game and you know enjoyed it and it kind of shows so eldering winning game awards or the game of the year at the game awards just made sense um you know from what i've played of all the other games horizon forbidden west was not a game that i felt would be game of the year same thing with plague tale requiem i was not a big fan of that game although i loved the first game quite a bit stray as well was really fun i know savannah Safsel, she really enjoyed that game but even I kind of saw that as a cool nomination, but not something that might win the game of the year. And Xenoblade Chronicles 3, I still haven't finished it. I'm like five hours in and I know that game's huge. So can't really say much about that. Of course, God of War, Ragnarok, I'm still playing through and I'm like loving every every inch of it. It kind of reminds me of when I first started playing um, Sekiro and even actually Elden Ring to a degree where I just wanted to kind of go to every inch of an area. Obviously, with Elden Ring, over time, I started picking up the speed because I was just never going to finish the game otherwise. Um, although I do have the game on PC as well. So I'm going to be playing that on my Steam Deck. My flight back home is like 20 hours long. So I won't be able to finish Elden Ring. But I was thinking about like actually kind of, you know, just exploring and taking my time and um, doing a lot of the side. There's, there's a lot of bosses that you need to go through in general with Elden Ring. But for the Platinum and all that stuff and the trophies, there's like specific bosses that you need to do. But there are also just a, lo a lot of like world bosses out there in general that you don't need to do you, you, in order to fully 100% the game. You don't even need to touch them once. So for me, I was like, oh, that could be a cool way for my second playthrough to play as a mage, which is kind of what I wanted to do. And just kind of do all these random bosses that I didn't see. But that's kind of like what I'm doing with God of War Ragnarok. I'm just like looking at every inch. I'm taking in everything when it comes to the story. And like I know personally, it will. it's already kind of reaching that point where I know this will be game with the year unless something just falls off the cliff which i doubt it will it's just that game for me that you know it, it just lingers once it's done you know it just lingers once i'm not playing it uh, i think about the dialogue i think about what's happening in that world and all that stuff and i just kind of love it you know so it did win best narrative which i'm really happy about but in general you know i'm just i'm just really liking auto ragnarok and i know that that's my personal game of the year or at least it's inching towards that uh my second top game of the year is Sifu actually and then then it's Elden Ring but uh we'll leave that conversation for the game of the year talks very very soon obviously game awards otherwise was was interesting was cool there were not a lot of ads as opposed to last year which is which is great um obviously the way it started off was with best performance and they had Al Pacino come out and I kind of really like that Al Pacino was so like honest that he doesn't play video games uh, you know, but he's watched his kids play video games and everything like that. And, and it was just, I kind of like that, you know, he kind of came out to kind of present it in that sense. And I also appreciated that, you know, it was Al Pacino, like Al Pacino, Meryl Streep, Anthony Hopkins, you know, like there's there's certain actors that you look at as like being the pinnacle of acting in our industry and in, in, in like in just Hollywood and, and just acting as an art form. So, you know, having one of them come out and tell one of these performers, you know, like I said, like they're actors, they're not voice actors, whatever, they're actors coming out and telling these actors that, yeah, you did an amazing job. And like, you're, the, it's, you know, we're the same thing, we're the same level, we're trying to do the same thing. So I really appreciated him coming out and kind of addressing that as well. 
and him being the one to present that award. And obviously he gave it to Christopher Judge, who plays Kratos, which is awesome. It's really funny how his speech kind of went on and on. And I was like a little surprised. I'm like, wait, is this allowed? And it turns out that it was not supposed to be that long, but he just kind of kept going on. But it was still really great. And I really did appreciate that. Otherwise, obviously, we can kind of move on to talking about, you know, one of the main reasons why people watch this show, which obviously I feel like, you know, we need to kind of separate at some point. But I, I understand that that kind of gets more, you know, butts in seats and just gets more people watching online. Uh, but one of the things was Final Fantasy 16 kind of had its full trailer re revealed or not revealed, but like another trailer alongside a June 2023 release date, which is great. So it's coming out on June 22nd. Uh, it looks good. I'm going to be playing Final Fantasy 14 quite a bit in December or not December, but now like very soon on my Steam Deck and everything like that. So I'm kind of excited to to jump into that and start playing that, especially after my love for World of Warcraft. Definitely want to fully dedicate myself to to this one and see how it plays and all that. So really excited that's coming out and it's also made by the same team that made Final Fantasy 14. So that gives a lot of a, a lot of power to that to that team and, and that game itself. So I'm really excited about that. From software is just not stopping when it comes to making games. They announced Armored Core 6, which was kind of rumored for a while. I've never played an Armored Core game, although I have seen, you know, videos and, and just things pop up here and there about the game. I remember like growing up as well. Uh, I just never like checked it out, but I'm now knowing from software, knowing what they can do. And I think they actually only made like a couple of the Armored Core games, not all of them. But it's great that they're coming out with Armored Core 6 and, and it's, you know, it's made by them. It's coming out next year as well, which is crazy, but like, you know, whatever. Like, they I don't know. It's like, it's not like them and Insomniac are just magicians. I have no idea how they kind of do it. Hades 2 got announced. This was awesome because uh, initially kind of got an, a sense that it's Hades, but I was like, is this like DLC or is this something else? But then they kind of did more reveals and I'm like, oh, it's going against Kronos. Uh, and everything like that i'm like okay that's cool but it's, it's gonna be called chronos instead of hades you know because since they were kind of ref referring to chronos and all that and with the hades it kind of made sense it was the dad and all that but it turns out it's it's called hades too so i mean that's cool I, obviously i don't know the full lineage and all that but again that's cool makes sense because you know hades is a popular name when it comes to the game now it, it is something that was, it was a very popular game and it got nominated for game of the year and all that stuff as well it won game of the year with multiple outlets too so it just kind of it's kind of like the thing with elder scrolls like it would make sense for them to just go forward with skyrim 2 or even breath of the wild too you know but like legend of zelda obviously they're doing their own thing with elder scrolls 6 i'm not sure what they would call it but with them in they, they went with nope we're gonna call this hades 2 it just makes sense so i think it's gonna go into early access next year which is not bad uh and like i mean going from the first game like most of the game should be available with early access not all but obviously there'll be like a lot of kinks to work out. But with, with this popularity, I'm sure lots of people will check it out. The next one obviously was really cool was uh, a game called Judas by Ken Levine. So he's the one that he's the creator of Bioshock and, you know, Bioshock 1, Bioshock Infinite. So everyone knows those games, multiple Game of the Year award winners. So he he created like his own studio a little while back um, and they were working on a game for a while. It got finally, finally got revealed. It looks it looks very Bioshock-ish in in like terms of the whole feel and everything. It obviously looks very interesting. Has a cyberpunk kind of a thing to it too. The gameplay from what they had shown looked awesome. Obviously, I don't know. You know, this, it could just be touched up just for the the trailers and all. But like we'll see. It looks cool. I think that's the main thing. It's been announced. And it looks cool. I'm kind of excited for that. Death Stranding two got announced. I was surprised. 
I honestly did not think that Death Stranding would get a sequel. I thought they, they were just going to move on game-wise. And there were all these things coming up here and there in terms of, like, you know, uh, Norm Reedus kind of mentioning it on all that stuff. But, like, yeah, like, they made a sequel. I, I don't know how much it sold. I don't think it sold that much because the game itself, you know, it's an interesting game. And I put in, like, 40, 50. I, I put in a lot of time in that game because I did, like, the whole idea with that game it was basically you're taking the deliveries to help people destroy stuff happening in between and there's this awesome atmosphere and music playing alongside of it you know and it's kind of like your journey in terms of how you want to go if you want to go up the hill or here or on the left or right take a turn here it, it just kind of really it made it really interesting and fun and like at least for me it was interesting but at the same time i was like okay like yeah it's a cool idea, but, you know, that's kind of where it stops. The same thing as me playing Gotham Knights or Saints Row. I'm like, yeah, like, these are fun games. And I like them for what they're doing. But, like, you know, let's not go crazy here in terms of what this game is. Whereas with Death Stranding, they were like, oh, yeah, no, game of the year and this and stuff. And I'm like, okay, no, let's relax. So with Death Stranding 2, they kind of brought in a lot of characters. I think they also got uh, Ellie Fanning or Elle Fanning. She's also in that game. Um, I believe Norm Reedus is back. Uh, Lea Sedu, I, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pushing that name, but like uh, the whole cast, like uh, including like new people are, are involved with this game, which is awesome. But like based on how the first game ended, I just don't under, I just don't know where they would go. I kind of was thinking that there could be ways they could approach it, but from what they showed us, it didn't make sense to me because I was like, oh, okay, like I thought you know because there's certain things. Obviously, I'm not gonna mention it. Go watch the trailer and everything like that. And especially, I mean, go back and, and play the game too, because it is a it is a fun game. It is a fun game that I do think people should try or play, and it's on PlayStation Essentials and whatnot, so you can play it on PlayStation as well. But it, it I just I just I just try to understand what the exact idea would be. I was hoping that Hideo Kojima would come out with a new game. I know there's like this these whole like theories about this game called Overdose, and it's like an xbox streaming game or something like that and it, like the the gameplay that has come out shows like people someone's on their phone and playing the game so it's not like you have a controller and like the it, it just looks like you're playing like something like the quarry or until dawn basically except you're not even like you're just kind of interacting with stuff with your phone so it was really weird but i know that was supposed to be the next game but i'm glad that at least it's more like you know something like this but yeah like i'm Obviously, I'm going to be optimistic. I don't, This is going everywhere, and I just don't... I, I don't know why people, like, take this so intensely, it, it, like, especially journalists and everything like that, where Hiro Kojima kind of brought up, like, you know, he rewrote the story after the, the pandemic and everything like that, like, which is fine, and he's like, you know, I don't want to predict the future again, and people are, like, taking that part and just putting it everywhere and everything like that, and, like, as, like, a title, and I'm just like, okay, dude, like, chill out, like, I'm I'm sure he must have rewritten it, but it might not be because of the pandemic. I think it's mainly because the the game and the pandemic just kind of coincided in a weird way that like, you know, obviously just by chance happened and stuff like that. So I'm sure like I just I just don't get when people kind of, you know, elevate these like artists in, in like this way of like, oh yeah, look, they, he predicted last time this is what his thought was, he's doing this. Oh, he completely rewrote it after the COVID-19 thing. And like, cause that's literally part of the announcement. Like, I'm not even joking. And like, it's obviously on Instagram and stuff like that as well. So I don't know. I, obviously I'm giving it too much air, but 
just like just relax you know we don't need to like you know go on every word that people say like this is the entire team around them pretty sure there was a lot of stuff happening around that so uh the other thing was they showed phantom liberty cyberpunk 2077 the expansion uh with gameplay and all that stuff like a, a sort of a gameplay ish trailer and they also show that idris elba is joining the cast which is awesome which is cool uh obviously i just want to you know get the expansion at this point of time uh more than anything uh, star wars jedi survivor the gameplay trailer was shown it's coming out in march the game looks awesome it looks really fun i'm really excited for it i really like the first game so next year is already shaping up to be really really good diablo 4 comes out in june awesome really looking forward to diablo 4 i really hope it's on steam i don't know i actually didn't check because if it's on steam i can play on the steam deck but i want to check that street fighter 6 also coming out in june which is crazy so Street Fighter 6, Diablo, and Final Fantasy all in June. Uh, Suicide Squad, Kill Justice League, showed Batman with Kevin Conroy, who unfortunately passed away a little while back. He's, you know, the voice of Batman in all honesty. And, you know, there's going to be a release date. Uh, there was a release date announcement at the end with, with May being the release date for that game. So just May until June, lots and lots of games. They even showed Super Mario Brothers, like the, the movie, like a clip, like I didn't really care for it too much. I'll just watch it when it comes out. But I'm like, okay, you know, I get it's a gaming movie and all, but this is a game award show for gaming and all that, but whatever. They showed Tekken 8. Tekken 8 looks cool. I'm really excited for that. Tekken was like my fighting game growing up. So I'm really excited for this. I know I'm, I'm looking forward to Street Fighter 6, but Tekken was like, you know, my game. That was going to what, what I kind of refer to as like my start into like fighting games and that genre. So they didn't, I don't think they announced the date yet, but I'm hoping it's next year because next year, Street Fighter 6 versus Tekken 8. Oh my God, that's going to be really fun. Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores, the DLC got announced. It comes out on PS5 only. So if you bought the game on PS4 and you want to play the DLC, you'll need to get a PS5. Uh, it comes out in, on April 19th, 2023. So, I mean, yeah, like I, I'm, I'll i probably give this a shot. Like I, I it's not like I hated the, the second game, the Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, I enjoyed it. I played it all the way. I did a spoiler cast with Trevor. Uh, he liked the game more than I did. I just thought there would be more to it, especially with the story. I just thought that they had so much going for them with the, after the first game that they would really kind of, you know, hit it out of the park and, and really push for something on another tier. But at the end of the day, it was a fun game and I am looking forward to the expansion. So or the DLC, so I'm going to be playing that for sure. There's a Crash game called Crash Team Rumble, which is coming out in 2023. It's like a 4v4 multiplayer game. So I don't know if it's something similar to Crash Bash, but like it looked more like their take on like Rocket League or, or MOBA or or whatever, or like, or like Knockout City almost. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. It's like, I just saw it as like, initially I was excited because I was like, oh, are they doing their own version of Mario Party or this or that? But the more I saw it, I'm like, oh, oh, I see. I see what market you're trying to enter with Crash. So I don't know. I'm going to try it out for sure. I won't like make a judgment on it just yet. But I don't I just thought I just thought it would be something else. But like this is just kind of where the gaming industry is right now. They gave it, it's just not sustainable for a lot of them to make. I mean, it, for some of them, it could be. But rather than like spending like 100, 200 million dollars on a game, and then selling like 10, 15, 20 million copies, making like, you know, five, six hundred million dollars back or making good amount of profit. You could spend the same amount of money in many cases, if not less, in some cases, unfortunately, and build a game that just 
gives you money, you know, on a yearly basis, you get annual recurring revenue in a sense, right? And you you just don't need to, you, you obviously keep updating the game, but it doesn't cost as much as making a whole new game. And you now have like a safety net of getting this like gen, just an income all the time. So like, I get, I get why companies try to do this, but I just hope, I just wish they do it like a better, a better, you know, I just wish they do it in a better way and, and, and less trying to just monetize the players so much on, on everything. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine 2, they reveal some gameplay and looks pretty sick for a game, like the, especially the first game that I didn't really know about. I, I know the whole world, but I always kind of wanted to get in. Like I played the Chaos Gates game on PC and everything like that more recently. Uh, like the, the, the sequel does look like it has a lot of money behind it, like which is which is crazy because like I said, the first game from all the stuff that I've seen looks cool, but it's not like it, you know, and that was a while back. That game came out a while back as well. Um, I just never saw Warhammer, like the whole series, it being like a series, like game series that will have like a big 50 million, 100 million, maybe more of a budget. But this one looked like that. This one looks like it has like the Witcher 3 kind of a budget behind it. So it looks really good and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. East uh, Earthblade, I, I was, I was going to say Eastblade, but Earthblade also got announced, which is made by Celeste Creator. So it's their new game and it looks awesome. I mean, I really enjoyed Celeste. So I'm looking forward to this as well. Uh, it should hopefully be, oh, actually it's going to be coming out in 2024. Yeah, I remember this. When it, when they, when it showed that 2024 like logo at the end, I'm like, why announce it now? Why not just wait till E3 or why not just wait till Game Awards at that point, like next year? I, I don't get that. Like, I don't, I don't know if there's like a, is there like a Patreon thing? Not, not Patreon, but like, is there like a Kickstarter thing for this? Like, I don't think there is. So like, you know, why announce it? You know, like, I, I, I don't get that. It's not like it'll just create hype for like forever. It's just more of like, okay, cool. Thanks. You know, we know it's going to come out like forever from now, but otherwise Bayonetta Origins got announced. It looked, it's like a top down action adventure game being made by Platinum Games which looks interesting. It's come, it comes out March. So like two Bayonetta games, like so quickly, I'm, I'm a little surprised. Uh, obviously this is not like a full fledged Bayonetta game, like the one that just came out, but it is cool. It, it, it seems like it's more of like an act top down action adventure, like Diablo S style, uh, story focused game. So I might be, I'm trying to get through like all the Bayonetta games. So I'm going to, once I get to Bayonetta three and finish that, I might check this game out when it comes out. Hellboy is getting a, a, a cool gaming adaptation. It looks very stylish and it looks like, like it's like a comic book art style, all that. So um, I thought it looked really cool and, and everything like that. So uh, they didn't show too much. They didn't say too much either, but it looks interesting. So I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out whenever it does come out. This one was funny. Crime Boss Rock A City. Uh, and I thought this was like one of those, you know, those games that you see on your, on your phone, like those on those app stores with those weird trailers and everything like that, those CGI trailers and the games look nothing like that. I thought this was that I thought, cause I heard, I've heard this name crime boss, or it, I think maybe I'm confusing for something else, but I remember seeing, I'm like, isn't that like a mobile game? Because you know, Michael Madsen, he kind of came out and everything and, and I did a whole thing with it. And then obviously they showed like the trailer and it was, you know, a first person shooting sort of a game. And they start showing all these like celebrities in the game or actors. You know, they had Kim Basinger, Danny Trejo, they had Danny Glover, they have Vanilla Ice, Mag Michael Madsen, of course. And then they, in the end, they showed that it's got Chuck Norris. And I was like, what? And obviously at that point, for sure, I was like, all right, if they got all these celebrities, it has to be a mobile game now, for sure, right? Because we see all these celebrities on that on those mobile games, like things. But it turns out it's a, it's a FPS game for, and it's, it's at Xbox and PlayStation 5 and everything like that. So it's an actual 
game, <laughs> which is really surprising. So I'm kind of excited for this, weirdly. I'm, I am looking forward to this now. I really hope like we get more information for this because it does really, it does look pretty cool. The next one was Lords of the Fallen. So it they kind of like rebooting Lords of the Fallen because it, it came out around the time that Dark Souls and all those games became quite popular. And it, it has a fan base because these are people that made Lords of the Fallen and they made The Surge and all that. So I don't know if, it, if it's the same team, but the Lords of Fallen, like it's basically like a reboot from what I'm understanding. And it's like, it takes place 1000 years after the original. So it looks cool. I hope they take a lot of things that Elden Ring did right and, and put that into this game. But yeah, like, I mean, at this point after Elden Ring, a lot of these games will start springing up because Elden Ring was so popular and people who are done with Elden Ring will be looking for that next thing uh, until Armored Core 6 probably. But that looks pretty interesting. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Last of Us Part 1 and Returnal are both have both been announced for PC. Both of them are coming out early 2023. We kind of expected this. So Returnal is the one that I want on PC the most. Last of Us Part 1, I've already played like the original. I don't, I played that multiple times. I have no plans on going and playing it again in this rebooted form. Like I'm, I think I'm done with that game right now. I, I just need the next thing whenever that comes out. Uh, and Returnal, I do want to replay that, especially on my Steam Deck. I think that'll be pretty fun. Baldur's Gate 3 had like a release window announced and it was like August 2023. So these are the people that made uh, the Divinity Original Sin games and all that. Again, looks cool. I'm interested in trying it out. Transformers Reactivate got announced. It's basically like an online game. It's made by Splash Damage. So I'm not sure what Splash Damage has done. I, if I'm not mistaken, they might have done a lot of mobile-based stuff, um, but I could be wrong. But looks cool. They haven't shown too much. So I, I'm not going to just kind of bet on this game being amazing or something like that. Uh, there was like a cool, interesting kind of a game by people like the, the, the team behind Life is Strange, Vampire, uh, Don't Nod. They're, they made a game that it's like an action RPG game called Banishers Ghost of New Eden. And it looked really cool. Like I, I really liked the whole premise of it and everything like that. Definitely want people to watch the trailer. I don't even want to describe it. It was, a, it was really well done in my opinion. Um, and from a team that in my, from what I understand is not super huge. It was very impressive. So this one would be like my recommended thing to kind of watch. I know there's a, 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 the other ones that I've listed before that people should check out, but Banisher's Ghost of New Eden, definitely watch this trailer because I don't know, I really like this. I just like this whole kind of like 17th, 16th century, whatever, like haunting type stuff and all that. And it's not, it's not a scary game. It's not a scary game like that or whatever. Uh, it's like a bunch, it's about ghost hunters and everything like that. It just is really cool. Just please, please definitely check this out. I think this is the one that excited me or one of the games that excited me the most this this entire game awards there's like a single player game called immortal avium being made by it's an original game i play the devs come from dead space halo and bioshock again like looks interesting i'm not like i'm just gonna kind of blaze through some of the other ones because uh, not a lot of other games kind of like stuck out remnant to the remnant to the ashes like remnant 2 is coming out in 2023 so they made a sequel. It's, it's a next-gen only game, which is cool. There's a game called Blue Protocol, which had an amazing soundtrack. Um, it's, it's coming to Amazon Games. It's coming to North America through Amazon Games. <laughs> I, I'm getting that wrong. But yeah, like they're, it's coming to North America through Amazon Games. And like it's coming out in 2023. And it looks like if you enjoy Tales of the Rise, it kind of looks like that. I thought it was Tales of the Rise 2 or something, uh, but it's not. It's, Blue, it's called Blue Protocol, and it's an MMORPG. So like someone who's gotten into World of Warcraft recently, I am kind of interested in trying this game out and the gameplay does look really fun. It looks very much like Tales of Rise. So imagine that, but 
in MMO form. So you'll you'll enjoy that if you do like that. Uh, there's a game called After Us that was like that looked really cool. It was like this like this girl kind of walking through like this shattered land and uh, had like this grass coming off of like her steps and everything wherever she walked. It looks cool. I kind of like those kinds of like post-apocalyptic world where someone is coming to kind of re-engage or kind of get get it back to life in a sense. I kind of like those kind of stories. So uh, it did look pretty interesting. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. There's a game called Replaced, which we've seen a number of times. It has like this cool like 2D uh, cyberpunk pixel art thing. Um, and it, they showed gameplay and stuff like that and it looked really cool. It looked really interesting. I'm really excited about this. I don't know if it's the same game that got announced way, way back or if that's another one. Uh, but that's besides the point. This replace looks awesome. I really hope it comes out soon. Like I'm, I just want to release dates because 2023 is coming soon. We don't know too much in terms of like you know, the games that will be coming out. So I'm, I just want, I just want stuff coming out like ASAP. So hopefully we get more information. Uh, I think the last thing was Call of Duty had a raid announced, which was pretty interesting. So Call of Duty will have an official raid. I don't know what that means or like what that will have actually. But either way, that's pretty cool. I'm going to be playing that for sure because that, that, is, that sounds pretty awesome. It's a good idea. With that, actually, I want to talk about the IGN's Game of the Year nominees. And I, I know I'm picking IGN specifically because they're the ones for so that announced it. And let's be honest, they are kind of the biggest website when it comes to gaming and like these kinds of things at the moment, right? At the moment, they are the biggest one out there. So it is something that a lot of people do see on the on Instagram or this or that or just in on when the in the Google searches and, and whatever. So iGen's like Game of the Year nominations kind of came out and of course it has Elden Ring, which makes sense. God or Ragnarok makes sense. Immortality. Why? Like I think everyone already knows my feelings on immortality. It's nothing to do with the acting, anything like that. All that stuff was great, all the stuff that the performers did was awesome. Again, as, as an actor, right? Like all the stuff they did was really cool. But everyone kind of, kind of talks about the game in terms of a narrative. I, I'm, I'm actually one of those people that doesn't even have an issue with its gameplay, right? Because people have issues with games being a walking simulator. Or even in this case, the whole gameplay aspect of it is you watch a video and then within a video, you click on something and then it will play another video based on the thing you clicked. Like that's the entire gameplay mechanic. And for me, that is still a game. Like I still enjoyed it in terms of kind of investigating and going into like the circle to kind of figure out what is happening and find out more about the story. For me, the thing was that the story was just not that interesting. It was not something that was, you know, like the what I'm saying, what, what I'm kind of seeing a lot. And this is again, completely my feelings, right? So what I'm seeing is, like this, this a group of people that seem to feel that they need to have this like highbrow mentality of like, oh, this, this game has like, you know, an elevated perception of this and that and the way the narrative explores this and that is so, so exquisite. And, you know, uh, for she and I'm just throwing a random words now, but like, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you know, people that are almost like, in my opinion, just kind of acting like it's something above than what it is. It's a cool idea. It, it's an interesting story, but it is not game of the year. And it is not like the best story we have seen this entire year. I mean, like I've been playing Dragonflight and that has a better story than Immort Immortality, right? But that's, that's not getting nominated for best narrative. And even in terms of game of the year, it's not the best game of the year. Like in a list, you have to show to people that, hey, 
this is the best game of the year and if someone picks up some random person picks up immortality they will not be like this is not they're like this is the game of the year like this is a game that got nominated for game of the year so i i just feel like there's a, I, I, it's just a weird thing that i'm seeing with people kind of acting like this is something more than what it is um so i obviously didn't appreciate that i don't i don't really like that again for other categories i can see it being nominated you know best performance best direction stuff like that but game of the year like no i just don't i just don't agree with that uh, mario plus rabbit sparks of hope also got nominated for game of the year at ign which is really cool i actually want to try this game out now because it got really great reviews the first game was pretty fun i haven't finished it but it was pretty fun uh, and now with this, you know, like it got really good reviews. Like I said, I, everyone kind of kept talking about how it expanded on the first, it, it like, you know, plays differently, plays better. So it does excite me to check this game out and I will definitely check this game out. So I'm kind of excited to see this on the list, uh, just in, because again, you know, going back in terms of a game and what it does, it does something what it was doing before, but does it even better. And it's something that, you know, if I give it to someone randomly, who might be into gaming or wants to play a game you can you can see them being like oh this is cool this is a fun game so obviously i'm gonna i'm gonna stop bashing on immortality now the next one is marvel snap i've heard really good things about this game i'm really surprised it got nominated for game of the year but this makes me want to play this game on 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 my steam deck if it's available on my steam deck i don't think it is but i will download it on steam because i think it's available there but it's like a card based game um and i'm not i i was never into card based gaming all that stuff until playing Slay the Spire, Inscription, um, obviously Hearthstone. So I totally see how card games can be really appealing and can be really fun and can actually give you an engaging story. So I'm really excited to check, check this out. And, you know, it just seems interesting. It makes me want to play the game more than anything. Next one is Tunic, which I'm so happy got it nominated as well, because Tunic is a really fun game. I'm so close to the end. I'm literally at the last part of the entire game, but so far in terms of what I had played, it was a really fun game. It was a really fun, interesting game. I really wish Game Pass would work on Steam Deck without me having to kind of do the whole Windows installation and all that, because that, yeah, Tunic just looks awesome. It just looks like such a fun and interesting game that, you know, I, I just want to keep playing it. I just want to finish the game. I'm so close to it. Um, I didn't pick up, you have to, you, you can pick up certain things, uh, certain items to kind of help you along the whole journey. And there was like a whole thing that there was like one weapon that I completely missed that I didn't even know was a thing in the game until I looked it up, uh, which would have made my life a lot easier in certain instances. But either way, I'm really happy that Tuna got nominated for that. And Vampire Survivors, yes. See, like this should definitely have been nominated. This is one of those games that's, that's on Steam Deck that people actually play or buy Steam Deck and play Vampire Survivors only. Like on this on the top played games on Steam Deck, Vampire Survivors is always number one. And when it came out on Game Pass, on, on, on other stuff as well, everyone's been playing it and everyone that plays it plays it for hours and hours and enjoys it. That's the whole thing about an a good game. This is why something like this should be nominated for Game of the Year. I'm surprised it didn't get nominated at the Game Awards, but that's the whole point of a video game. The same thing with with a film right a film is you watch you sit in a seat you watch a film and it makes you go through emotions and makes it tells you a story that really helps you connect with them and gives you a good experience a bad experience whatever it may be the whole point of, of a video game is to kind of give you the same experience in terms of playing a game enjoying it understanding what you're doing leveling up or not or whatever but you're playing a game in an active way and enjoying it alongside picking up the story if you need to 
but at the core, it's a game. It's a game that you're supposed to play and enjoy. So I'm glad that something like Vampire Survivors is being recognized for that because that's what it does. It doesn't have a hundred million dollar budget. It's not Kratos getting, and God of War and all those cutscenes and all that stuff, right? At the, at the core of it, it is a really, really fun game that makes you want to keep playing for hours and hours and hours. So yes, Vampire Survivors should a thousand percent have been nominated and I'm glad that it's getting some love somewhere, even though the entire list is kind of weird. With IGN, I'm glad that they got one of these things correct, or at least a couple of things correct. <laughs> With that, we will leave it there. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. Really means a lot. So like I said, we'll have another episode next week, and a couple of things alongside will come out on YouTube. Uh, but otherwise, I will stay in touch through Instagram. I'll keep posting stuff here and there, especially my Steam Deck journey, because I'll kind of be talking about that when I'm going to be traveling with it and everything like that. So that should be fun. And yeah, I'll see everyone next time. Please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. And I will see you next time. Bye.